Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In a few short verses in this account of the Canaanite woman that we heard in today's gospel, there are all sorts of twists and turns. At first, Jesus seems to act very much out of character. He ignores this woman who needs his help. Then he insults her. But nevertheless, she keeps on coming. Suddenly, there is this twist, and we see the method to Christ's madness, and it all makes sense in a wonderfully unexpected way. First, a little context. Before this, Jesus and the disciples returned to the western shores of the Sea of Galilee after Jesus had fed the 5,000. After they landed, Jesus continued his healing ministry. Once again, the healing ministry raised all kinds of attention. And whenever Jesus got a lot of attention, the Jerusalem chapter of the scribes and Pharisees soon showed up to give Jesus a hard time. Today's gospel tells us that Jesus left this area and headed north, over the border of Galilee, into the Gentile countryside near the Mediterranean sea towns of Tyre, and Sidon. I sometimes wonder if Jesus did not take the disciples into Gentile territory just so he could get them away from all the drama of dealing with the scribes and Pharisees. When you are in a Gentile area, you expect to meet Gentiles. And sure enough, a Canaanite woman approached Jesus for help. Now, although she is a Canaanite, her cry for mercy is an incredible expression of faith. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Let us take a minute here to examine her beautiful words. She began with the words that we know as the Kyrie, Lord, have mercy upon us. These words are a cry to the Lord for help and strength. In ancient times, the crowds would shout, Lord, have mercy, as the king entered their town. The church has taken over this prayer to greet its king, Jesus Christ, in the church service. As the people so long ago expected help from their king, so we Christians, too, expect help from our Savior. These words show that this woman recognized Jesus as royalty, who had the power and authority to help her, In her time of need. After this, she then refers to Jesus as the Son of David. With these words, she confessed her faith that Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one of God. With these words, she demonstrated that she was a that she has a better handle on who Jesus is than most of the people who encountered Jesus down south. In Galilee. This Canaanite woman has given us a most beautiful way to begin any prayer in time of need. And after the woman confessed her faith, she states her problem My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Notice that she simply stated her concern to Jesus. She did not tell Jesus what to do about the situation. Instead, she trusted Jesus to come up with the solution. That was the best for her daughter and for her. 
Right here, we can learn a lot from this woman. When we ask God for help, how often do we dictate to God and tell him exactly how he should help us? Instead of relying on the infinite knowledge and perfect wisdom of God, we often tell God exactly how and when he has to help us. This woman simply expressed what was on her mind and simply relied on Jesus for the best answer to her prayer. So how did Jesus respond to this marvelous prayer? He did nothing. He ignored her. This is one of those times that puzzles the reader from our Western culture. Just a few paragraphs earlier, we read about the feeding of the 5,000. In that account, Jesus had compassion. That is the Jesus we remember, the Jesus who had compassion. Who is this Jesus who ignores this woman in her need, especially when she prays such a beautiful prayer? Actually, for the moment, Jesus was acting as the culture in his day expected him to act. The woman was, after all, a Gentile, and she was, well, a woman. In the culture of that day and that place, these were two excellent reasons for Jesus to ignore this woman. The only thing is, is that this woman would not give up. Although Matthew only records the words of the woman's prayer once, he makes it clear that she repeated these words continuously. The constant repetition started to get on the disciples' nerves. They too began to pray for this woman, although their prayers were for entirely selfish reasons. Give the woman what she wants so that she'll go away and stop bothering us. Jesus rebuffed the disciples' requests with these words, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This reply shocks our 21st century American ears, but at the time Matthew recorded this account, this reply would seem perfectly normal. Keep in mind all the people who made the Apostle Paul's life miserable by insisting that a person had to become Jewish before they could become a Christian. It is probable that many who heard this gospel the first time it was read believed this. One of the many themes in Matthew's account is the theme that the gospel is for both Jews and Gentiles alike. You do not have to be a Jew before you can become a Christian. No doubt the woman overheard Jesus as he rebuffed the disciples. However, instead of giving up, she dropped to her knees before Jesus and continued to pray to him. In fact, she probably blocked his path. And so finally, Jesus spoke directly to the woman. It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Did Jesus really say that? Did Jesus just call this woman a dog? Yes, he did. And it was just as insulting back then as it is today. Jesus said that because the woman was a Gentile, she was a dog. Our culture today is so quick to take offense We hear, I don't like it, it bothers me, I disagree with that, you are just a hater, and so forth. How would a woman in today's Western culture respond if Jesus called her a dog? Sounds like a good excuse for a lawsuit to me. 
Nevertheless, how does the woman respond in today's gospel? She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If Jesus says that I am a dog, then I am a dog. Whatever Jesus says, no matter how offensive or ridiculous it is, it is the truth. If Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, then that is the truth. If Jesus says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance, then it is the truth. You see, when Jesus describes us using terms that are offensive to our ears, he is saying that we are qualified to receive his salvation. The Apostle Paul demonstrates his understanding of this when he wrote to Timothy. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. Here the Apostle Paul is doing the same thing that the woman did. If Jesus says that I am a dog, then I am a dog. If Jesus says that I am a sinner, well, then I am a sinner. Christ died for those who would normally be an offense to God. The comfort in knowing that you are a sinful dog is knowing that Christ died for you. And so how does Jesus answer the woman then? He says, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you. As you deserve. And her daughter was healed instantly. Here we see that this whole exercise has been to contrast the faith of this woman, who admitted she was a sinful dog, with the unbelief of the scribes and Pharisees, who thought they were righteous. Here in this gospel account, we see that it is those who admit that they are offensive before the Lord, those who confess that they are poor. Miserable sinners, those who confess that they deserve temporal and eternal punishment, those who confess that they love themselves more than God, those who confess that they exploit their neighbors whom they should love. It is these who receive the healing forgiveness that the Lord earned for them with his holy life and his innocent suffering and death on the cross. These are the ones who know that the resurrection of our Lord carries the promise that they too shall rise from the dead and live a new life with him forever. Within the greater context of Matthew, the Canaanite woman in today's gospel is such a contrast with the scribes and Pharisees who gave Jesus so much grief. What a condemnation for the educated elite of Jerusalem that they rejected the gift of faith that the Holy Spirit gave to this Gentile woman. What a blessing that this gift of faith is to all who believe. What a strange and marvelous God we have that even though we confess that we are offensive, sinful dogs before him, he will call us his children. And seat us at the table in his kingdom where we shall rejoice forever in the presence of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
And so may this peace that surpasses all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting.